Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's good to be back online again with you all. I thank God that you are being fed and I believe that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Never a dull moment, no matter what's going on outside there. Well, we thank God for the team that's been there with us, helping out in all of these things. And no matter what you see, it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. It's an interesting word. No matter what you see, it doesn't matter. God is faithful. That's all that matters. And so, let's worship Him. He's worthy. Hallelujah, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you today, our great King, the Holy One who sits upon the throne. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. We bless your holy name. We worship you, our Father who sits upon the throne. We give you thanks for the Lord Jesus at your right hand, great mediator, intercessor, great high priest, great shepherd of the sheep. Hallelujah, we bless you. We thank you for taking our place there. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives in us, who has unveiled these things and is unveiling these realities more and more to us. We worship you for living in us. We're so grateful. We welcome your mercy here. We welcome your reality in our midst, O Lord. Wherever we gather in your name, you are there in our midst. Hallelujah, Lord, for mercy to agree, Lord, upon your word, upon your will in this day and hour. Thank you, Lord, that if we can agree, it is done of our Father in heaven. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Masheraste prasala bakrante. Ona prabadayasta krapasante rebesente. Hallelujah, Lord. Repete que suftu preste fete preste. Hallelujah. We bless you. Meso prentel bera siti prakapala santa. Naboruku prakapakala taparasta. Hamasakarata baraka santa rabaya. Oh, faithful God. Repuste prezebelte vieste. 
Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for your mercy on that back, for healing that back completely, Lord. Shaprala paparaka setiriendi. Nebo sukruta koprada bete breste pesifarata. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Your tender mercies, your loving kindnesses. Grata da brasta la brafada kapata kasta la branda. Oh, you're holy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Sepra makal barakasta kataya. We thank you for the privilege of serving you in this day and hour. For using your name, Lord. Hallelujah. For seeing the results you said. We should expect them, Lord. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Hasheta prakapala tapara santa. Thank you for angels working with us. We bless you. We give you thanks. Hallelujah, Lord. The hosts of heaven, we worship you that they hearken to the voice of the word. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. That the earth yields for us, Lord. The earth yields for your people in the name of Jesus. Oh, faithful God, you'll do what you said. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Hallelujah, Lord. Your mercy unveiled. Hallelujah. 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 We bless you today. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. Samarakata barakasataka. Prashakarabakata barakasta. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We give you thanks. Worship you, Father. Worship you, Father. Worship you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're a faithful God. You'll do what you said. In Jesus' name. <coughs> Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <coughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. I'd like us to read something out of the 119th Psalm. Uh, very familiar if you've been around for some while. In the 25th verse, it says, there's a Hebrew word there, Dalet. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Notice that he said this, his soul would cleave towards the dust. And therefore, if you study your Bible, you notice we came from dust. And, and that's where we're going to. Genesis 3 talks about all that. And even the serpent... The enemy, when he was cursed, he had to crawl on his belly and lick the dust and all of that. So it's generally death and, you know, the territory of our enemy, all of that, it's just going down. So left to itself, our soul, our emotions, our general thinking would go towards death, destruction, towards vanity, emptiness. But thank God the word is available. And he says, Quicken thou me according to thy word. So we thank God for his quickening, that as we feed on the word, as we meditate and ponder on the word, we are being quickened in the opposite direction. We can say no to death, we can say no to destruction, no to the enemy's territory, and we can go on with God. Hallelujah. And we can do his will and his plan and be satisfied with long life, and see the various aspects of the great salvation 
of our God. Hallelujah. So I look forward to that and I believe that you are too. If David needed the quickening, we do too. Hallelujah. And I praise God that his spirit is living in us. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. And if he dwells on the inside of you, then he will also quicken your mortal body. Our mortal body shall be quickened. Hallelujah. By that same spirit. He's bathing ourselves in the quickening power, restoring us to life, and our hearts and our mouths are required, you know, to receive that quickening. There's a law behind it all. You're familiar with these things, but these are times of tests and situations, and so whatever we've been learning, whatever we've been uh, depositing as good treasure in our heart has to begin to come out. But God is a good God, and He's a God of finality also. See, He did a finished work. And so, we are basically enforcing what was finished. Praise God. And that's our job, to enforce that reality. We are the people that press into having the necks of the enemy under the feet. That experience of the enemy's necks under our feet has been given to us. And so we need to experience that, how it feels to have the enemy under your feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's uh, go on. Be quickened, be restored by the Word, by the Spirit of God, both working together from your heart and your mouth will produce the results of uh, quickening and restoration. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. You will also notice here that God desired that our fear and our worry would be settled once and for all. And so we would require to not use our natural thinking. A good line to see would be Proverbs the third, and then after that we'll see in Canada. Proverbs the third, and notice the fourth verse, um, or fifth verse, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Trusting in the Lord with all the heart is where it is. And leaning not onto your own understanding. Notice that your own understanding would like to get into it and say, lean on me when you're alone and you need a friend and all of that. So don't trust that fellow. <laughs> Praise God. He's going down usually. It's not time to trust in him. He's focusing on death and destruction. Basically, he's going down. And so don't lean on him. He's not someone that you can lean on. Don't lean on your own understanding. Praise God. Don't lean on worldly wisdom or the philosophy uh, out there. Praise God. It's not going to help. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Notice that he requires all, all of your heart all of your deep thoughts, imaginations, all that you have in the realm of the soul. He says, I want it. And as your soul goes, that's how the quickening takes place and that's how the reality of what Jesus paid for becomes our experience. We need to experience what he paid for before we go into the millennium. We need to enjoy that uh, Jesus ruling, reigning from our spirit man. Our spirit man has to transcend and rule over everything else. That is where uh, the victory is. 
our soul has to come in line and agree with it. That's it. He is basically there to agree. And so we're going to stuff him up with the word of God <laughs> and make sure he comes in line. And then the body will also just toe the line and follow along. Hallelujah. And that's where we will enjoy that dominion uh, for which we were created. Praise God. So let's not let go of these truths. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lead not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways. Notice how it now comes into all thy ways where your feet are going to walk. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. One version says give him his rightful place in all your ways. Put him where he ought to be. Put him first. Hallelujah. And he will take care of the rest. He will direct your paths. So your feet and the rest of your being will come in line into the plan and purpose of God. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear the 119th uh, Psalm, verse 25, also in Canada, and then go on with Proverbs 3. Nanna pranavu dhuhige hatti kolluttade, ninna vakyada prakara nannanu ujjivisu. Glory to God. So we can also try Proverbs 3, verse 4 and 5, I mean 5 and 6 also in Kannada. Hmm, nice one. Swanta Buddhi. See, we just have to say bye to our own kind of thinking and our own intelligence. Uh, like Brother Anup was saying, put it on the rack there. And let's yield to God. Hallelujah. God does not really need our thinking. He wants our thinking to be in agreement with His. And then, wow, we can do wonders. Hallelujah. We can live the wonder life. And so He wanted to settle once and for all worry and that uh, anxiety and fear. Just make a full end to it. And therefore... He paid the price for it. Can you imagine? In First Peter 5, 7, he says, um, I went to John. Um, very interesting. First Peter 5, 7. He says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. That means there's a guarantee there that you don't have to worry or care or be fretful or anxious about anything. God has taken care of it. Hallelujah. He said, you can just leave it with me. You don't have to worry about it. Worry can be a product of fear and unbelief. Fear is out there. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So that fear that is out there dominating the world, when mixed in with unbelief, which is basically being moved by what you see and what you feel, that comes against uh, the faith that's in your heart. And therefore, you start to become insecure and you start to uh, even tremble, you know, within yourself about what's going to happen. And the curse begins to try to hang on you. 
part of the curse in Deuteronomy 28 is that you would have no assurance, <coughs> that you would have no ease, that your feet would not have rest, and that you would always say, Oh, I wish it were evening, and oh, I wish it were morning. And living in that kind of state, that's how people are living right now. It's a very sad state, and Jesus paid the price for it, and so we don't have to live like that. We can trust in the Lord. And we can release ourselves from the cares, worries, and fears, and not be bothered at all. Imagine that, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. So making the care of God real is what Jesus paid for, so that you and I can enjoy the reality of that. But we have a part to play. We have to release those cares. We have to not bear them. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Can you see God's heart? Can you see the loving heart of a father? That he's saying, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to care about anything. You don't have to be moved by what you see. You don't even have to use your own understanding here. Trust me. Listen to what I'm saying. Think my thoughts. You can have a place of rest. You can have a place where you live as though heaven were in your house. As though you were already in the millennium. Not a care not a worry, nothing bothers you. Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, these things are actually there, very plainly written, and now it's becoming more real to us in the challenges, as you face the situations there. <clears throat> so it will be a nice thing, as you wake up in the morning, say, I bind fear, I bind doubt, I refuse to doubt, I refuse unbelief, I bind you in Jesus' name. I refuse symptoms. I refuse lies today in Jesus' name. Let it just become normal. The first thing you think about is not accepting any of those things. I refuse to worry. I refuse to care. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you care for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're yielding ourselves <coughs> to His understanding, His way of doing things. Glory to God. It's awesome. Why all of this? Because God is a fellowship God. God wants to enjoy unhindered fellowship. You know, it's like, uh, just, you know, disconnect right now. Can you just, like, focus on me for a few minutes here without any care, without any worry? Can you just give me your deep thoughts? Can I be available in your life right now? You know, <clears throat> he doesn't want to see that sign, not available in your communications. Praise God, because your mind is here and there. So if you think like that, He's a loving Heavenly Father who has paid the price for you and I to enjoy unhindered communion with Him. He loves to fellowship with His children, with His family. Praise God. And you'll see that in 1 John 1. <clears throat> he says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. Praise God. Notice that the word has become a person that was touched by these people like John, handled, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Praise God. The life which was with the Father has been manifested unto 
us. Notice that you are also included there, us. Whatever they enjoyed in manifestation of that life, we also should be party to it. Verse 3 says, That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You see that? Our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. And the Son is the Word become flesh. Praise God. So you could say that our fellowship is with the Word. And through that it becomes real by the Spirit of God who is with us. And we actually enjoy heaven, our Father, the Lord Jesus, and those realities that are spoken of in His Holy Word. Hallelujah. Declared unto us. Praise God, so that you and I can fellowship, interchange, intercourse, have deep communion, the reality of a relationship. Hallelujah. Our fellowship. Fellowship is very interesting. It's, it's not just a mind thing, it's a spirit thing. Hallelujah. It's a deep communion. We are spirit beings, and so, according to these verses, we are having communion or fellowship on a spirit level. Hallelujah. And the hindrance can be our thinking. The hindrance can be, uh, you know, being driven away by cares, worries, fears, unbelief, doubt, guilt, condemnation, all of these things. So our Father wanted to settle that so that we could spend quality fellowship with Him. Hallelujah. Amen. And the fruit of that is the next verse. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. The fruit of this deep fellowship and communion, unhindered, unbridled, carefree communion with our Father, with the Lord Jesus, with our family in heaven, is joy. Hallelujah. That your joy may be full. Notice these things were written unto us. So these written things, is going to, when fellowshiped with, when accepted and thought upon on a very sure level, assured level, guess what happens? Joy breaks out. Hallelujah. Instead of worry, instead of fear, instead of all of those elements out there, you have joy. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Our Father has been thinking like that, and you and I should be partaking of it. Hallelujah. So maybe we can hear... Um, a verse or two. Maybe we can hear verse 3 and then verse 4 from 1 John 1 in Canada also. So we are not going Amen. So there's a God who wants us into the Paripurna Sandosham. Amen. Overflowing, joyful lifestyle. Amen. Because we are communing with Him rather than those things that are out there that are trying to press against us to make us go natural and go down and go towards death, go towards the, the enemy territory where He crawls. <laughs> 
Man, hallelujah. We're not going that side. We're going to feel our enemy under our feet. That's what we're going to experience. That will be the manifestation that we will experience. A defeated foe, permanently settled, so that you and I can relax with our Father. Hallelujah. Relax with the family in heaven. Praise the Lord Jesus. These are the thoughts that our fathers had toward us. And um, we need to take full advantage of it. We can also lead um, ourselves towards Proverbs, the ninth chapter, and observe there as he guides us. Verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In the summary, the whole life story of Solomon he came up in Ecclesiastes 12 saying, this is the whole duty of man. He, you just do that. Fear God. Keep His ways. Reverence Him. Honor Him. Give Him His due place. That's all you have to do. Praise God. Notice what happens. For by me shall thy days be multiplied. Mm -mm. The years of thy life shall be increased. Isn't it just a blessing? There's nothing sad about that. <laughs> Glory to God. Your days will be multiplied. The years of thy life shall be increased. Can you see that you can actually increase your lifespan? You can increase um, the enjoyment of each day. Hallelujah. It's only a blessing. So the knowledge of the holy, notice the pure one, he's above all of the sickness, all the death and destruction. That came from our enemy. God is higher than all of that. And as you begin to fellowship with Him, you realize you are in His class of being. You are above all of these things. They have no part in you. Praise God. You are free from the guilt. You are free from the condemnation. You are free from the fear. You are free from the worry, the tentacles of the things that are out there trying to latch on to us. Hallelujah. We are above. Amen. So God had to settle these kind of things uh, once and for all so that we would have the experience of it. And so we could say, I will be satisfied. I will not leave until I am satisfied with long life, until I have tasted the benefits of what Jesus has done. I must enjoy these things. Hallelujah. That choice and freedom has been given to us by our Father, settling it once and for all. So I, I, I love these things. They're becoming more real. Otherwise, sometimes it's just like words on a page. But when you see the action, when you see stuff that's going on, and then you begin to tap into your understanding of the Word and the knowledge of the Holy One, you start to see the difference. I know you and I have testimonies already of the difference that you can see in your life and what's out there. Hallelujah. It's only under pressure that the true nature of the believer and his hope comes forth. Otherwise, we look like everybody else. You know, praise God. The same trials, the same problems, but that's when you see the difference, when the rubber meets the road. Hallelujah. So I'm sure that you're already enjoying that difference. You're enjoying peace. You're enjoying the benefits of that life. A carefree, worry-free, day-to-day enjoying of God and family. 
Hallelujah. And so, my brother and sister, I'm glad we went down this path rather than any other. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Thank you, Jesus. So you see uh, a father who has desired this all the way from the beginning. And uh, in John chapter 10, after which we will check on the Canada. Sister Kripa will help us. John 10. You see, <coughs> very interesting. My sheep, in verse 27, My sheep hear my voice. I know them. And they follow me. Praise God. My sheep hear my voice. So in the midst of all of that, because we are not leaning on our own understanding, we're able to hear His voice. We're acknowledging that and He is guiding our footsteps in the paths of righteousness prepared for us before time began. So we are left here because we can hear His voice and we can still do what we were created to do. Hallelujah. You don't have to be cut off suddenly and to be all frustrated and squeezed up in a corner and trembling, shivering and worried. You can hear His voice. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Thank God you're still following. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Some things have been settled. They shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. That's Jesus speaking there. Neither shall any pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me, is greater than all. Hallelujah. No man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. So here it becomes the Father's hand. And then in 30 he says, I and my Father are one. Isn't that interesting? They're actually one, but he says my Father is greater than all. And so we see a double clasp of Jesus' hands and the Father's hands embracing us and keeping us there and settling it and saying nothing can take you out of my hands and I have given you my life my ability my nature so that you and I can fellowship in that class in that place praise God you don't have to go down to the bar <coughs> and fellowship there on Jack Daniels or any other thing praise God or VAT 69 but you can have your communion in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. So you see that double clasp of Father and Son. Glory to God. And so mm, I guess we should hear that also in Canada. Maybe 27 to 30 in Canada. Nana Kurigalu, Nana Swarake, Kiruru Luttawe, Nano Avugalanu Balinu, Avu Nananu Himbali Suttawe Nano Avugalige Nitteji Vavanu Kurutene, Avu Indigu Nasha Vaguadilla, Illawe Avugalanu Yavanu Nana Kayuadinda Kasakola Laranu Avugalanu Nanage Kota Nana Tande Villarigintalu Dodavanu, Nana Tande Kayuadinda Avugalanu Yavanu Kasakola Laranu Nanu Matu Nana Tande Undagi Dewe in the Uttarakotanu. Glory to God. So you can see that both the hands are involved. So making us free like that to enjoy the security of those hands has been capital in his mind. That's been the main thought 
that you can rest in my hands. He wanted that to be sure and to be our portion. Hallelujah. And so you can see, you know, interesting if you read it in 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 30, he says, But of him are you in Christ, of whom, that is God the Father, but of him are you in Christ Jesus. Who of God, again, notice God the Father is the one who's doing it, is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So here God the Father made Christ our righteousness, our wisdom, our sanctification, our redemption. Who did this here? According to this verse, God the Father made Jesus Christ our righteousness. Okay, so let's just say that's the, the Father's hand there. And then let's look at another scripture, very similar. And notice verse 21 of Second Corinthians 5. For he has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So here you can see that Jesus has been made righteousness in one verse. And here God makes us the righteousness of God. Notice that. So here we have the righteousness of God, the Father. There Jesus is made unto us righteousness. So you can see God and the Son holding us together in that place of righteousness where we are guilt-free, where we can stand there and say, Ha! Ah, the Father and the Son have grabbed me and kept me there. Let's read that verse again. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. So God's righteousness is ours. Jesus has become our righteousness in the other verse. Notice the Father and the Son working together to settle this matter of the nature of righteousness, the nature of wisdom, sanctification, set apart unto Him. Both of them grabbed us and made sure that none of us will be guilty and condemned in their presence. Oh, glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. So all of those funny little thoughts that keep rising up within us uh, don't have to be admitted. If you are feeling that you have consciously done something, confess to the Father. Confess in Jesus' name. He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness so that you and I can rest. Notice that there is a high priest <coughs> availing in prayers for us speaking mercy for us so that this area of guilt and condemnation never seeps up and grabs us and denies us of our fellowship. We need to enjoy that fellowship with the Father, with the Son and go into the product of joy where we are now gone the opposite way and we are in the joy realm. Hallelujah. And my Father has grabbed me my eldest brother, the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, <laughs> they both grabbed me and now I'm in their embrace. Nothing can pluck me out of that. I have their life, I have their sanctification, their redemptions, benefits, their very righteousness. Ah, I can rest, hallelujah. In fact, I can laugh, I can rejoice. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. And so, 
you know, sometimes I just say, yay. And my wife says, need to sound more convincing. And I'm like, you don't know what I'm going through right now. That yay is plenty. <laughs> yay. <laughs> but we should go beyond all of that to, ah, just losing it completely. And just, <laughs> you know, there's that voice. When Brother Anup was talking the other day, I was thinking, yeah. It's true, it's going around. Those voices are really over time right now. I heard somebody else, my wife was listening to the other day, and he was saying, you know, he can just tell me, tell us rather, you know, that plainly there's a lot of that opposition coming at this period of time to the believer, you know, thoughts of insecurity and maybe, um, you know, how irrelevant and you know, not up to the mark. All of those kind of thoughts are just pummeling again and again. Praise God. But so, our Father said, Hey, 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 my hands are here. Please jump right in. Let's enjoy the heavenly fellowship. And let's get into this place of great joy. Hallelujah and rejoicing. Praise the Lord Jesus. Don't think upon these things. Think upon my word. Think upon what I have said. I have settled some things. You need to enjoy that. Praise God, permanently, once and for all. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. So I'm enjoying that because I'm keeping my mind there. That's my choice. I decide to, even though there are things knocking again and again, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to be the future? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, all of that. But should we just, you know, dig a hole and put our heads into it and be like an ostrich, stick our hands in the sand, our heads in the sand and, you know, just be dumb and roll over and give up and what should we do? You know, thank God, God is real. This is the time to enjoy the reality of these things. Praise God. He has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, hmm, that we might be made the righteousness of God, the very right, proper standing before God. God has nothing against you. God has nothing against you. Our Father holds you in His hand. Our eldest brother, the Lord Jesus, holds you in His hand. Praise God. He said, we have switched righteousness. We are as righteous now as He is. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm going to enjoy that and read it over and over to myself. Hallelujah. Let's read one more scripture like that. And then enjoy. Praise God. And then we will hear Sister Kripa. Who's ready all the time. Praise God. Notice Romans the third chapter. He says there. In verse 25. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation. Through faith in his blood. To declare his righteousness. For the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. 26. To declare, I say, at this time, His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of Him which believeth in Jesus. Can you see that? He wants to be all of this. He wants to be the one who justifies us. As long as you believe in Jesus, He's saying, I'm just. I want to be that person that declares that you are just. Out of my justice, out of my nature, which is right, I want to declare that you are also right. You are right, just as I am right. 
Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. No condemnation, no guilt, no fear. Thank you, Jesus, that he might be just and the justifier of him that believes in Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Worship you, Father. Worship you, worship you, worship you. Praise the Lord Jesus. So I can rest without doing a thing. The next verse says, Where is boasting then? Nay, he says, by the law of faith. There is no boasting that you did it. You could never pay for it. You could never make yourself right with God. You had no role in it. Jesus is the only one who accomplished it, paid fully for it, and now you can take advantage and say, Ah, it's mine, I believe. Whatever Jesus has paid for is mine today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No wonder we, we give thanks to His name and we do everything in His name because that's where our security is. That's where we hide. Let's see if we can hear <clears throat> um, Romans three twenty six, and then backtrack to our previous verses there. Maybe First Corinthians chapter one verse thirty, also in Canada. Tanna niti anu yedi na kala dalli hege tori si tanu niti vanta nagiyu Yesu vinalli nambi ke idu avarandu niti vanta rendu mirne Yesu avanagiyu prasiddhi padisi kondanu. Glory to God. First Corinthians one verse thirty also. And then we can also see Second Corinthians five twenty one. Amen. So we should be enjoying that place now of total rest, fearless confidence in God. Wow, in His arms. Ah, praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Notice this is not a new thought. This is God. This is how He's been. Isaiah 32 and the 17th verse. I'm glad it's a Bible study. Sometimes you, you need to see the verses and quietly look over them. Notice here in verse 17, The work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. See the result there? Quietness and assurance forever. Wow, it's a settled thing. Amen. So we receive the benefit of this now. You have peace with God through faith in Christ Jesus and therefore you can now rest assured forever confidently in your Father's arms, in Jesus' arms. How about that assurance and quietness, rest, refuge, all of these realities because you and I are right with God because He exchanged our cursed nature for His righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God. And my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation, sure dwellings in quiet resting places. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Now we can take our place in quiet resting places, peaceful dwellings. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Mm, we give you thanks, Lord. Let's hear verse 17 and 18 also in Canada out of Isaiah 32. Amen. I like the you know Hebrew word there. If you have your um, strongs, it says Olam. You know, for forever. Olam, 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 Olam of God. <laughs> Olam forever, forever. He says to the point of infinity. You know how a railway, you know, track just keeps going. It just keeps going all the way. Those two tracks never seem to meet. Hallelujah. So your sin nature will never catch up with you ever. Jesus dealt with it in the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. It seems to be there, but it'll never meet you. Thank you, Jesus. Forget about it. It's been settled forever. Every now and then, there are thoughts that come from that side saying, You're not worthy. How can you relax like this? Huh? How can you not be responsible? Take some responsibility for all these things. You are irresponsible. Just relaxing. What's this? Singing? Not bothered about anything? What's wrong with you? Well, hallelujah, Jesus is paid so that I can relax. Jesus paid that I can have assurance, quietness forever. What to say? I'm taking it. Hallelujah. Do you get that nagging feeling? Yes, if you are grown up in any sensible house, you will have that feeling. What's wrong with you just relaxing like this? Taking it easy? This is gospel? Is this good news? Absolutely. This is gospel. This is good news. And Jesus paid for it. The effect and the work of all this that he paid for is so that I'm assured of quiet dwelling. Peaceful dwelling. Restful dwelling. How about that? Why don't you take advantage while you can? Once you get there, it's going to be rest. I don't know why people say R.I.P. They seem to be on a different planet. If you are in Christ, you are already enjoying rest now, and it's going to be rest forever out there too. So, are they just pleading that they should be part of that? Make the choice now. Once you're dead, there's no peace unless you're in Christ. Forget this R.I.P. business. If you're in Christ, you have peace, you can rest. If you're not, you're going to be tormented forever. Hallelujah. So dump this RIP or go find out the actual meaning. Then come and tell me about it. If it does not line up with this, don't bring it to me. Hallelujah. I'm going to enjoy peace now. Rest, assurance forever. Hallelujah. All these benefits and then go into the everlasting kingdom. Ha ha ha. Praise the Lord Jesus. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. I don't know if we read 32 and 17 in Canada. If we have. Thank you, Jesus. It's wonderful. Through faith in Christ, we have these benefits. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
the fifth chapter of Romans declares in verse 1, very amazing line, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Wonderful Jesus, He paid the price, raised again for our justification. We have peace with God. No fear or worry or anxiety from that side. Thank you, Jesus. Now, that makes you clear in your thinking and you can hear what the Good Shepherd is saying. Praise God. They say, seeing through all of these distractions to be able to hear what the Good Shepherd is saying. Amen. God will help us. And then we will walk in that path that was prepared for us before time began. Hallelujah. So, on the realms of RIP, let's go on to uh, Revelation 14. And notice there, verse 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. If you die in the Lord, you're blessed. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. He was supposed to write that. Right. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, said the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. That they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. My brother, my sister, if anyone has died in Christ, he's blessed. He is resting. Woo, thank you, Jesus. From their labors, all of their labors, all the stuff that they had to bear on this earth, all those yokes that tried to hang on them and their naturally uh, faulty thinking that tried to mess with them. And, of course, his yoke, which is easy, his burden, which is light. Have you ever thought about that? His burden is actually light. His yoke is easy. And that is just after you get saved. He says, take my yoke upon you. And learn of me. So you're supposed to start enjoying from the get-go, right there, the minute you get saved. Ah, finally, I can rest. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. And then you keep learning about that. And maintaining that. Praise God. Awesome. So one of these days, of course, we will enter into this place where we finally rest from all of these earthly labors and we go into another realm permanently. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And guess what? He says the works do follow them. So let's prepare for some works that are going to follow us. Hallelujah. We're enjoying the rest already. It's your portion is your what you have to have. What you need to do, what I need to do is make sure that the works that follow us are on the level. Praise God. Because they become our clothing. They become our decoration uh, at that great marriage supper of the Lamb and for all eternity. Praise God. Now let's hear maybe um, this verse. Hebrews, I mean Revelation 14. 13 also in Canada. 
ಪರಲೋಕದಿಂದ ಬಂದ ಶಬ್ದವನ್ನು ನಾನು ಕೇಳಿದೆನು ಅದು ಹಿಂದಿನಿಂದ ಕತ್ತನಲ್ಲಿ ಯಾರು ಸಾಯುವರೋ ಆ ಸತ್ತವರು ಧನ್ಯರು ಎಂಬುದಾಗಿ ಬರೆ ಎಂದು ನನಗೆ ಹೇಳಿತು ಹೌದು ಅವರು ತಮ್ಮ ಪ್ರಯಾಸಗಳಿಂದ ವಿಶ್ರಮಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವರು ಅವರ ಕ್ರಿಯೆಗಳು ಅವರನ್ನು ಹಿಂಬಾಲಿಸುತ್ತವೆ ಎಂದು ಆತ Glory to God. Revelation we read the other week uh, 19:7 says let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen clean and white for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints praise god other versions will also tell you the righteous deeds praise god let's hear this in kannada also if we can ಸಂತೋಷ ಪಡೋಣ ಹರ್ಷಗೊಳ್ಳೋಣ ಆತನನ್ನು ಗುಣಪಡಿಸೋಣ ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ಕುರಿಮರಿಯಾದ ತನ್ನ ವಿವಾಹವು ಬಂತು ಆತನಿಗೆ ವಿವಾಹವಾಗುವ ಕನ್ಯೆಯು ತನ್ನನ್ನು ಸಿದ್ಧ ಮಾಡಿಕೊಂಡಿದ್ದಾಳೆ ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿತು and the amplified says in the 8th verse she has been permitted to dress in fine radiant linen dazzling and white for the fine linen signifies represents the righteousness the upright just godly living deeds and conduct right standing with god of the saints god's most or god's holy people praise god so um we now convert our faith and our confidence into works you know the book of hebrews has 11 chapter which is basically faith works you know uh believing god and then acting and producing results obtaining good reports that's what it's all about and so we find ourselves in that 11 chapter also those who have gone ahead of us become the heavenly cloud the witnesses from above watching us and so one of these days we will join them in the grandstands also hallelujah and watch the earth praise god so there is a continuing um line there if time would permit concerning your name also praise god see so be prepared to adjust right now and make sure you're doing things in faith out of a motive of love what makes a work good or bad is the motive behind it just like money you know they say this is dirty money and clean money it's the motive what it was used for what it was intended for that makes the money itself is neutral hallelujah and by the way you don't need money you you have everything all things are yours everything has been given to you <laughs> so you can even get it free praise god can you see that money was man's invention so don't let that fool you he didn't say if you have money then all things are yours he said simply all things are yours the currency that changes it is what we call faith praise god so your believing is what saves is what delivers you what protects you and keeps you that's what becomes your defense my defense hallelujah so don't be fooled by you know man made things don't go with their philosophy don't go with their thinking as you think and i think that's how we are don't go with their thinking trust in the lord with all of your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways give him first place let him have his way 
He will direct your paths. He will make you walk in paths for which you were created. Thank you, Jesus. Just some thoughts there. Don't be fooled by the philosophy out there, by the thinking out there. The Colossian church was was going philosophical, messing up. Praise God. But we have to be different. God is a faithful God. How many of you are thinking this right now? Praise God. <laughs> let's see if we can maybe tap into a bit of that. Hmm. Okay, let's do Revelation 19 and maybe verse 8. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians 3 says, verse 21, Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Hmm. And then you start wondering, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm sure you don't think about these things that I'm talking about. You're just always talking about ethereal things. Then he goes on, really? 22, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or Cephas or the world, notice that life, death, things present, things to come, all are yours. And you are Christ. Christ is God's. Can you see the embrace there, the grab again? God and Christ grabbed and said, all is yours. Whatever is theirs, all I have is yours. All that's mine is thine. Amen. Praise God. But then the philosophy or the thinking or the wisdom of the world is, if you got the cash in your hand, then you've got it. See that? Same kind of thinking again. They try to bring in their factors. And it's time to dump it and have a rest. Faith always has a rest. Rest in the things that God said. So you fellowship with Him, you see these things, everything is mine. The earth itself, things present, things to come. Wow, that's plenty. It's all mine. It's God's, it's Christ, it's mine. Ah, I receive it. This is where our mind should be, not how much is in the bank. Or how much do I have in the purse? That's the world. They invented money. It was not in the picture originally. All is yours. All I have, I have turned it over to you. You are now blessed with every blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Man, if this thing is true, then we have to catch up. Glory to God. Alright, from that place of um, maybe 21 and 22 also in Canada, it's, it's important. First Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So, we should not be limited by what the world is saying in our good works. Let's begin to believe God and have a rest about it. A quiet, settled existence. Thank you, Jesus. You may be familiar with Hebrews 6.10, which says, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name, in that you minister to the saints and do minister. God does not forget these things. God has noted these things in his book. 
the labor, the work, the love, all of these things you have done in His name toward the saints. Praise God. If you want any justification, go and read those verses. Whatever I did was for His name. Whatever I did was for the saints. Go look at it properly. And if you haven't been doing that, adjust before we go home. Because these works are going to follow us. This is what makes it a good work. Did you do it in His name? Did you do it because of love for His name? Did you do it because of the saints? Hallelujah. These kind of thoughts must be behind what we do. That makes it a good work. Hallelujah. And God doesn't forget it. That means you're going to withdraw on these things. There is a withdrawing. There is a depositing. There is stuff like that which comes into an account. And then you wear that for the rest of eternity. Are you getting that? So let's get our clothing in order. Let's enjoy the blessedness of that wedding day, that marriage supper of the Lamb, and walk for all eternity in those clothes of coronation with which we were, you know, attired. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's hear Hebrews 6.10 also in Canada and proceed. Hmm. He is not unjust. Praise God. In 1 Corinthians 15 also, the 58th verse, he says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Notice how it came from therefore. And um, you know, everything boils down to these verses here. Even the translators decided to put it that way. You know, as a result of the rapture of 1 Corinthians 15 and all of the bodies being changed, and eternity coming up. You have the victory in every place. Therefore, my beloved brethren. See, First Corinthians 15 is this great rapture, changing of the body chapter. In other words, eternity. Verse 19 is our familiar verse. If only in this life you have hope in Christ, you are of all men most miserable. To be most pitied. If your hope is only here. In other words, we must have the majority of our focus there and then make it happen so that I have a guarantee in that kingdom. There's a kingdom. He spoke about a kingdom for 40 days and that was put on hold by the church coming here and then that kingdom picks up again. Hallelujah. So get ready for a king's ruling Perfect ruling with abundance of prosperity, longevity, everything perfect. The knowledge of the Lord covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. Where you won't have to tell your neighbor, no, the Lord, all will know him. Because he's sitting right there. Can you imagine that? That's it. And in that atmosphere, we have to live and observe, praise God, how man still does not want Jesus as Lord. That is the most baffling thing, you know, that I can imagine. After a thousand years in an awesome, perpetually blessed place, people decide to stand against the Lord at the end. 
that baffles me. It also proves that there is a problem with the flesh nature, with man's innate nature, which we are experiencing right now. That we just want the benefits, we don't want the Lordship. Hallelujah. That's a problem. So let's make Jesus Lord by allowing our spirit man to dominate everything else. How? By not going by the senses, by not going by the emotions, by trusting in the Lord with all of our heart and not leaning on our own understanding. May we allow Jesus to be Lord. That will affect us forever. All right, let's see if we can read verse 58 in Canada also from 1 Corinthians 15. Praise God. So imagine man has full prosperity, living long, there is no lions eating lambs, you can play with lions, you can play with snakes, you can just live perfectly. And there's Jesus sitting there, right there in Jerusalem, and you're seeing him. This is Jesus. This is the Jesus that we've been talking about. There he is. And you're seeing him, and you're enjoying all of this. And at the end, Satan is loose for a little moment, and you join him. What? What's the meaning of that? So they like all of the comfort, they like all of the good things, but they don't want Him as Lord. Hmm. They like the garden, but they don't like the God of the garden. Everybody's busy planting gardens. Lockdown, let's plant, 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 plant. This garden, that garden, building, marrying, all of that. What about the God of the garden? He's coming. Get ready for Jesus. Uh, give me some more fertilizer, please. Pass me the insecticide. That's all people are thinking about. Hallelujah. Thank God we're saved. But you know, they need to know about us. They need to get this revelation. I believe you're praying. I believe you're doing something from deep within. A desire that they do not perish. Hallelujah. Hmm. Let's read Ephesians 2. Notice the 10th verse. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Notice that. We are his workmanship. Imagine if Jesus were working on something and you went into his shed. What are you working on, Jesus? And he's like working, working, working. He says, well, all right, I'll show you. And then he opens this little like apron and shows us. And you see yourself there. Wow. This is what you're working on? Can you see someone actively working? Workmanship created in Christ Jesus onto good works. He said, I cut them out of the same material that I am. You look on the table and you see himself there and he's cutting himself. What? So you made them out of the same stuff? Exact same stuff? Really? Same nature, same righteousness, same sanctification, everything that's yours, same life. Wow! Same wisdom. Yeah, exactly like me. And they're going to do good works. I have planned them all out. Their footsteps have to be ordered by me. They must walk into those things. 
Praise God. Every good work has already been set for us and we are going to walk into them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That's where praying in tongues, speaking the word comes in. But the motive must be right. The motive is, I want to be a blessing. I want to do it in Jesus' name. I want to do it because I love the Lord. I want to do it because heaven created me for this. This is my role. This is what I'm doing down here. Not out of guilt. The guilt is coming. The guilt will follow along. Why didn't you raise the dead? Well, praise God. There was a time we went up all the way to the Himalayas to, you know, learn about raising the dead. And it was fun. And we were studying about all of, all of those things. But unfortunately, you know, Brother Joji raised a chicken from the dead. I mean, that's awesome because I didn't raise a chicken from the dead. Hallelujah. You know, um, sorry Lord, I haven't raised the dead. And that's that. Forgive me. And he forgives and forgets. Hallelujah. Isn't that cool? That he forgives and he forgets. And that's the end of that. But notice, even in that testimony, I like the fact that he continued on and on. He said he doesn't know how many times he used the name of Jesus on that chicken again and again and again and again. I don't know it was, whether it was after the Himalayan experience, but you know he was using the name again and again. Yeah, it was those days we were like nuts. People said, you're talking about raising the dead. What's wrong with you people? People used to criticize us for, <laughs> for these things. And so you need to have the opportunity to actually stay with that dead body and have some cooperation and have some faith and persistent time to be able to hammer down at these things. Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. Maybe we can hear <laughs> Ephesians 2.10 also in uh, Canada. Praise God. Let's take a good example here. Um, thank you, Jesus. Verse 36 of Acts 9, he says, Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, or Tabitha, however, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. So this is a woman that is full of good works and alms deeds. She's giving to the poor. Now there was at Joppa, which is today I believe Jaffa, a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. So this woman did a lot of good works, including giving. And um, praise God, guess what happened? It came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. So there it is, you know, they washed her and laid her in an upper chamber. They were not being attacked by the society and, you know, people were not looking for ways to just take the body away and all of that ceremony and stuff. But she's washed and laid in an upper chamber. 38. For as much as Lida was nigh to Joppa and the disciples had heard that Peter was there. 
Hmm. They sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. So Peter's nearby and they quickly ask him to join. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. You know, so they're like, <laughs> they're showing, <laughs> showing everything. You know, this is the coat she made. This is the dress she made. Wee! And they're weeping away there. And guess what? Peter has been observing Jesus, his master. Even he, though he denied him, notice, he's back, the power of the Holy Ghost, Acts 2, and he has remembered the instructions Verse 40, but Peter put them all forth. That means, remember, he had to watch his master doing the same thing with Jairus' daughter, I believe. Out, everybody out. Uh, all of this stuff cannot work here. You can't be crying and boo-hoo-hooing around here. I need some faith. Put them all forth, kneeled down and prayed. He prayed for some time, I believe, committed these things to the Lord, then turning him to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. Notice he's not praying here. He's actually commanding that body to just come alive. Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand, lifted her up. When he had called her, the saints and widows presented her uh, alive. It was known throughout all Joppa. Many believed in the Lord. So he stayed there and so on and so forth in Simon the Tanner's house. Praise God. Wonderful. So it doesn't mean that because you're doing all these good works you will be spared. The enemy may try to kill you. In fact, you become more of a target. The minute you're a believer, you're a target. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's not bothered about unbelievers. They don't know anything. They're blinded. When you want to step out and do the right thing, aha, then you're ready. You have to be able to put on the whole armor of God, resist the devil, fight the good fight of faith, stand your ground on a daily basis and do what you're supposed to do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's not forget that this is how these things happen. Amen. We need faith. We need to operate these things without fear. Um, so many factors come into play. But notice, we must operate from a place of faith, rest, assurance and confidence. And God is faithful. Hallelujah. God has prepared good works for us before time began. We need to accomplish those things. Alright, I messed up. Mercy Lord. And then go forward. Not, I'll give up. What's the use? Bang, bang, bam. I'll never ever do it again. I don't know why I'm living here. Bang, bang. Yeah, we used to do things like that when we were unsaved. That same tendency will come again after you're saved. But now you have rest, you have confidence, you have assurance. The guarantee is Christ. That even though your soul is going down again and again, cleaving towards the enemy territory, towards death and giving up, 
Praise God, you can put your mind back into the Word of God and expect to be quickened. Hallelujah. All right. That man raised, he and his team raised uh, at that time, I think, something like about 400 people from the dead. But he said they lost many. They would sit on dead bodies that had lime in them already so that they would not putrefy for days and just be banging the bodies in Jesus' name. Get up in Jesus' name. For days, just going at it. Hallelujah. You need all of those kind of factors around you to just go. So these were village settings, interior, South America, Mexico, all those kind of places. And so, my brother, my sister, the faith that raised the dead is inside you. You have believed that God raises the dead. It's there inside you. You're just a believer today. You have that faith. How did you get saved? You believed that God raised Jesus from the dead. That faith is inside you right now. Hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go off to another verse. First Samuel 14. Notice there in verse 6. This is Jonathan's story and his armor bearer. There's, a, there's an enemy there, quite a few people. And there's this Jonathan and this young guy. Verse 6. And Jonathan said to the young man that bear his armor, Come and let us go over unto the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. For there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. God is not limited whether you are two people or one person. Praise God. That's how God is. God most of the time works with minorities, with a few people. Because there are so many people out there who are not wanting to believe and act on the word. It's usually boiling down to like two spies out of twelve who are daring to believe God and go wholly with Him, fully with Him. So you see, this man, Jonathan, and the, the other young man, armor-bearer, had to now step out there. And it looked as though they came out of holes in the ground even. And they were able to deal with 20 men in half an acre of space. And then eventually the whole army, the opposite army, began to just fight each other because the Lord was with them. So you may have to step out where it looks unreasonable based on God's word and just choose what he said above everything else. And God can work with one person or two. Praise God. It does not matter what you look like. It does not matter your stature. It does not matter your position in life. Praise God. Notice how uh, Mark 16 talks about you know, the believer. This is talking about someone who just got saved. These signs shall follow them that believe. See, go go lay hands, go do all these things. The guy who just got baptized, verse 16 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not is condemned. So this is talking about a person who just got saved. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, verse 17 says, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. 
So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven, sat on the right hand of God. Guess what? He's the one that we should be thinking about, not ourselves. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, or rather with and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So you can see here that it's the Lord that is working. We go around and just obey Him. He's the one that is working. We do the handling, we do the speaking, we do the acting down here, but it's the Lord that's actually working. He's the one who took the curse, took the sin, took every lying demonic disease and poverty and destruction upon Himself because He's the Father of mercies. He's rich in mercy. He swallowed it all. And then guess what? He comes in us, gives us his name, and then turns everything around. And now you can put your hand and drive out sicknesses. You can put your hand and you can cast out devils. You can see the dead raised. You can see lepers cleansed. You can see all of these things. He has turned it around, reversed it. The curse is reversed. Isn't that the millennium? Now those hands are driving disease out. Now your words are driving devils away. In Jesus' name. We are tasting the power of Jesus enthroned and His name enthroned in our life. We walking in His name, doing things in His name, acting on the word, the instruction, and He's working with those words. He's watching over those words. He's using those words. He's hastening those words to perform them. Hallelujah. So this is how it is basically. But if you look at yourself, you say, but we're just few. We're just two. I'm just there. You know, I'm nothing. Okay, but He's everything. He's almighty. He's the power. He's the one that is actually working with His Word. So we are acting, speaking His Word, and He will do His part. Hallelujah. Notice that we're just being encouraged. Let's see if we can follow some verses in Canada also. Maybe Mark 16 uh, all the way to 20. Nambi baptisma maadisi kolluvavanu rakshane honduvanu adare nambade hoguvavanu dandanege guriyaguvanu idallade nambuvavarinda ee suchaka karyagalu undaguvavu avaru nanna hesarinalli devagalannu bidisuvaru avaru hosa bhashegalalli maatanaaduvaru avaru sarpagalannu ettuvaru maranakaravadadde nadaru kudidare adu avarige yava kedannu maaduvadilla avaru rogigala mele kaigalannu iduvaga avaru swasthalaaduvaru endu helidanu hige kattanu avarondige maatanaadida nantara aatanu melakke paralokadalli sveekarisalpattu devara balapaashvadalli kootukondanu amen so there you go. Hallelujah. So this man who had denied Jesus three times now is so focused that he can fellowship with the Father, fellowship with the Son, pray and then go forth and reverse everything. A dead person raised up by the same person. 
How odd is it that we who have not seen him were so guilty every now and then. He saw him, he lived with him, denied him. But he was able to come back after Pentecost, meditate on these realities and do exactly what Jesus did. <laughs> Praise God. That means you and I can do whatever he's telling us to do. Let's act on the word. Let's act like it's true. Let's begin to see the works that we were created for. Let's do what we ought to do and then be decorated with them one of these days and enjoy the benefit and we will put our crowns at his feet and say it was all you. You did it. It was you. It was not really my favor, my goodness, my energy or anything. It was you working in me, both to will and do your good pleasure. You started this good work in me. You will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's him. It's all about him. So don't take yourself too seriously like we've been saying. Let's look at him. Let's fellowship with him. Let's consider him. It's his word. We are acting on it. It's his power. We're flowing with it. Thank you, Jesus. I believe God has done something for us. And we can think on these things and be edified. Don't be worried about the vaccination and all that. If they puncture you with it, <laughs> nothing will happen. That's what the word said. After all of these things, you handle serpents. It means that even if the serpent bites you in Jesus' name, the curse is over. Nothing will happen. This goes for the believer in the name of Jesus. Don't you believe the name of Jesus works for you? It has to. It's like your own name. We will think about these things even further. Praise God. God is a good God. Let's worship Him. Thank you, Lord. 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 You have risen from the dead. You have ascended on high. You are seated at the right hand of majesty. You are working with us. Working with the word, actually, that comes out of our lives, out of our mouths. As we act on your word, you are hastening. You are quickening to work with it. You are working mightily with that word. At the right hand of majesty on high is the man, Christ Jesus, our representative, the head of the body, flesh of our flesh, bone of our bones. We thank you for the opportunity again today to do the good works, the works that we were created for. Arms, deeds, giving, loving people, praying for the sick, casting out demons, being at the right place at the right time. Doors that you've opened for us, you will help us to enter in. People we were supposed to meet, you'll help us to meet them. Thank you for being with our tongue, great Holy Ghost, in our prayer, in our petition, in our praise, in our joyful, quiet rejoicing, in dwellings of peace, in constant assurance, eternal assurance, without guilt and condemnation. We worship you for these realities. We thank you today that all things are ours. We receive from your benefits. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We're not thinking like the world. We accept your thoughts. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Today's Wednesday Bible study, and we do these recordings and then present them online because of whatever reasons, power cuts or whatever.
but we believe that God is speaking to you through them. We prayerfully study and expect God to minister to his people because you are his sheep actually. He loves you. He feeds you. He's taking care of you. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're blessed. If you'd like to give, this is a wonderful opportunity. Uh, I'm trusting God with you, for you also. I live the same way by faith and God's word is working. All things are yours. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, team.